So three Americans, one German. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have two seasoned Americans who have been here for a while. And then we, yeah. we have a newcomer. And I'm really curious to hear kind of the, the things that someone who's new in Berlin coming from America has noticed. And then what you guys as seasoned Berliners at this point uh, kind of have to say about the experience. Jaded, jaded, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, cynical <laughs> Berliners. <laughs> I don't think you guys same need... Same here. I don't, it's the same beginning and end. <laughs> I don't think you guys need uh, too much of an introduction. You are the hosts of Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. I think it started out as Americans in Berlin drinking whiskey, right? That was the original thought, but we, we tried to reach out to like the widest audience possible, and we thought... Let's just do Germany. It's broad, and maybe more people will listen. Sure, right. and we don't just focus on Berlin, so it just kind of made sense to do yeah, yeah, yeah Germany, yeah. yeah. But you are in Berlin, and you've had a pop podcast, a very popular podcast, for the past three years. I think you started in 2020. Yes. Um, yeah, beginning of 2020. Uh, I mean, right when the uh, pandemic uh, hit, we like <laughs> two weeks before the pandemic started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shortly after I started podcasting with my other podcast, Easy German, we started in October 2019. So we started about uh, at the same time. And you guys actually just True. posted your last episode a while ago. And you're venturing into YouTube now, which we definitely have to talk about. Yes. But uh, why don't we start with kind of the main topic of uh, what it's like being an American in Berlin. And I kind of have to hand it over to you guys now because, I mean, I'm German. I don't know anything. <laughs> well, well, well. I've said a lot on this show. Yeah, so I'm curious. You guys are how many years in again? A decade. So for me, it'll be 10 in October, and you've been here for a while. Yeah, I've been here 12 years. Yeah, as oh. of this past May. So yeah, about a long time. It, it go... It, You'd be surprised how quickly it goes by. Wow. Yeah. 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 You just wake up and you're like, 12 years. Like, wow, I'm in my like, almost mid 30s and I moved here in my early 20s. It's kind of a bizarre, yeah. a bizarre feeling. At for some sure. point, you'll have here lived here longer than you've lived there. That'll, that'll be, that'll be I, I, was, there. I was thinking about that. That, that could be an awkward uh, milestone. Yeah. That is an awkward milestone. Lived in Germany longer than I live in the US. Yeah. Because right now it's about what? Like a third of my yeah. life has been here. I'm 32 years old for like 10 years. So like almost a third of my life's been here. But like the first third, your kid, you know, <laughs> so my whole adult life has been in this country, yeah, which is kind of wild to think about. Same. I don't know how to adult in the no, U.S. Not a clue. <laughs> All my adulting has happened in Germany, so I, I wouldn't know how to get an apartment in the U.S. or any of that. No, pe people ask, you know, like, what's it like in America with insurance and apartment? I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. No I talk idea. to my friends, and it sounds really stressful. That's all I know. <laughs> Even more stressful than in Berlin. So, oh yeah, what? Um, like a question that I teether a lot is obviously we are Americans in Germany, but like if, since you both have lived here for a long time, do you ever like toy the line between like if you identify more with the German culture and the German side of things or if you still identify with like the American side of things as well? For sure. I mean, I think that's always a conversation happening yeah. like internally all the time. And I think it mostly comes out when I'm traveling and people ask you where you're from. Yes, yes. And I default to Berlin. Mm -hmm. I say I'm from Berlin, but originally from, from the States. Yes, that's exactly what I said. But I feel more 
I feel more like, I don't want to say I feel German because I don't know what it's like to feel German because obviously I'm not. Yeah. But for me, I feel more connected to the culture here than I do in a culture back in the States, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. It does. Yeah, for me, it's a it's an awkward uh, mix mash because I, I feel like I'll... I'll never be German, no matter right. how, no matter how long I stay here, because I, I didn't have a childhood in Germany, and my whole childhood, my whole growing up, becoming who I am, happened in the U.S. Um, but like I like I said, my entire adulthood has been in Germany, so it's it's it's, it's hard. I, I can't say if I feel more German or more American because it's such a it's such a mixture. You know, it it, it depends on the day, and it depends <laughs> and it depends on what we're talking about. Um, but uh, I definitely have a much more European German mindset, uh, I guess, you know, in terms For of sure. uh, politics and whatever, what have you. But uh, Jeff, but, uh, you've hit on like a interesting point, I think, because I feel like in America, it's totally possible to move there and within the span of a few years, become American. And, and not just kind of, mm. you know, get citizenship, but be accepted as you are now an American, you're one of us. And in Germany, that's quite difficult. Like we're yes. still very much, even though we we consider ourselves an immigration country and we need immigration and all that, but it's still like, eh, you weren't born here, didn't spend your childhood here. You're not really German. And especially if you're not white, of course, but then even if you're mm. white, it's like, no, nah, you're, you're always going to be American even if you spent the rest of your life here. No, I think that's, I mean, I guess it also begs the question, what does it even mean to be American? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that means something to, something different to everyone you ask, you mm-hmm. know? Um, And I think here, because it is more of a homogenous culture and society, it's been around for, I don't know, Germany's like a million years old. So it's been around forever where America is very new and was made by immigrants. Well, besides the atrocities that happened with the Native Americans. Um, So I think because it's a country of immigrants, it's easy to be, to feel American, even if you're not, if you didn't grow up there, have like, you know, the apple pie growing up, you know? Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's because it's been built on, I mean, of course, now it's going more right these days. But uh, you know, America—it's been built on immigration, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's been a melting pot for people of all different cultures since you know hundreds of years. Whereas I think Germany, the big immigration to Germany has really happened in the past, uh, like starting in the seventies and beyond. You know, the past fifty years, so it's more of a fresh thing. And know? also, like I didn't grow up watching German movies and German music. Where obviously, if you're German, you are growing up watching American movies, American true. music. It's also it true. Easier, yeah. easier. But is that frustrating to you guys that it's like that we don't have this culture, this melting pot culture? Um, I don't know. I mean, Berlin's pretty melty potty. I don't know. I mean, I moved to Germany. I knew what I was getting myself into. Actually, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. But <laughs> after a bit, I learned what, what, I'm, what I'm doing here. And I think it just makes every day an adventure, you know? Like, discovering Stefan Rob. that's super fun. That guy's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so random. Yeah. What, what? He's a he's a cultural icon. Man. <laughs> at, least I, I, at least he is for me as an American. Stefan Raab. Yeah, it's a TV But it's so funny because I watched his show when I was like fourteen, and I didn't even know he was still active. Is he still doing stuff? He no, he's not. I watched like old episodes of Schlacht and Rob. Oh, okay. you're like catching up on an American. What is what it's like being a teenager in Germany? I feel like yeah, exactly. <laughs> so a lot of the things are old for you. You know, my my girlfriend will show me, yeah, and it's old for her. But for me, it's it's brand new. And like, 
no offense, but like German culture is super goofy. Like y'all are really, really goofy. Uh, <laughs> just super how, to how are we goofy? I mean, some weird traditions. I, I mean, uh, you know, I'm married to a German. So, you know, when, when she was turning 30 and she was saying that she had to, uh, go clean some doorknobs at the burger ops or something for, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, you, like it, I've been here, I feel like I've been here for so long, but there's always this new random tradition that I find out about where I'm like, how am I just hearing about this now? That that yeah. makes no sense. Or or like, you know, I grew up with like Sesame Street and Little Puppets and in Germany, their puppets are a depressed piece of bread. <laughs> and that's also incredible. Bantos Brot, he's amazing. So I'm discovering that as when I was like, you know, a 22, 23 year old kid. And I was like, this is, this is awesome. Whatever this is, I'm, I'm so here for it. <laughs> it's hilarious. So um, how long would it, would you say it took you both to get into the German culture, so to say? Because I would say that I'm still teetering from still, I think, my American culture and then the just expat culture, Berlin culture and German culture. Mm. Like, yeah, how have you guys yeah, got more in- introduced to that? Okay, can I ask how how long have you been in Berlin so far? Uh, I came here last April, so about a year and four or five months now. Okay, okay, okay. So fresh, but not still fresh. Not yeah. super fresh. Okay, super fresh. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, tough question. It takes for me. It takes a few years because it also like it depends on your mindset. You know, when I moved here, the first couple of years, I had no plans on staying here long term. So for me, this was just kind of you know a fun cultural experience I was going to do for a little while and then go back to the US. So in that sense, with that mindset, you're not really diving too far in, you know what I mean? Um, mm. But then when that shifted and you and I kind of realized I'm going to stay longer then your mindset shifts and then you, I think, dive more into the culture than you did before. And of course, yeah. people who live in Germany or Berlin for like three months don't dive at all into the culture. They're just here drinking and partying and you know, they learn like three words of German and then go back home, you know? For sure. No, I agree with that. And I think a lot of it is also um, the language. I think mm-hmm. once I learned the language, then the culture opened up and then, you know, I could, you know, I could, you know, talk shit with the, with the Spady guy or, you know, give directions to people on the streets or just, I mean, culture and language are very closely connected. So I think once you get the language, the culture just kind of comes, I can watch TV now and some movies and you like get that, those little nuances that you're not mm, going to get just by true. living here only speaking English, which you can do, but you're not going to get past like that little, you know, immigrant expat bubble and unless the mm-hmm. language is, is learned to so, a, a decent, yeah. a decent level. It doesn't be fluent, but no, a certain level. You don't have to be fluent, even if you have enough to where, cause I mean, we've all, I mean, and I'm sure you've only been here a year. You've, you've had this happen all the time. You know, you're at a party or you're with a group of Germans mm-hmm. and it's a lot of awkwardly standing in the corner, having no idea yeah. what, and, and, just, and just hoping. I can see by your face yeah, right there. You've been there. Yeah, and just hoping you can throw yourself in, but you, you know, um, but, 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 we, but even when you just know a little bit of German, just, just enough to hear a few words and, and enough to ask, well, what, what, what did he mean by that? You know, or like just to ask like little follow-up questions you get a little bit more, you know, like suddenly like a huge big piece of the puzzle comes in, you know And, I mean? and then the Germans really appreciate it. So like, oh, he's trying, let me bring him in. And then, you know, of course they speak incredible English, probably better than my English. And, and then you're kind of like, they kind of, I think they bring you in more when they show, okay, this guy's, there's like dumb Americans actually giving an effort to be part of this culture and the society. Mm, yeah. And on, yes. the other, on the other hand, if you don't, I had so many times I'm at a party or something and I'm being introduced and, you know, in, in English, of course, and then the, the host of the party, the German will ask, so how long have you been in Berlin? 
And I noticed like the longer that or the higher that nine number was, the less respect he had for me. You know, if it was three expectations go yeah, up. Yeah, 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 exactly. If it's three months, he's like, okay, it's fine. He's speaking English. But if it's a year, two years, they give you this look like, oh, and you're still speaking mm. English. Okay, interesting. You know, and uh, which I think that pushes you to want to work harder because yeah for sure that's a rough uh, yeah. look you get from, you know? disappointing yeah. germans is, 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 is we, a scary <laughs> affair <laughs> that's a, that's a good name for a podcast disappointing disappointing germans. Germans. <laughs> what um is kind of pushing me more to learn because i've had like experiences where i'm obviously the only english speaker yeah, and sure. what would typically happen either is I'm just, I can't like, oh, actually three, there's three things that happen typically. The first thing that happens is everyone just speaks German and they just forget that I'm there and I just stand smiling. <laughs> the second option is they will like start from the beginning and they'll speak English to me. And then I feel back. So I'm like, oh, wait, like I'm the only English speaker. Like y'all are only switching for me. Yeah. yeah. And then the third option that, tends, that ends up happening is they'll start speaking German and then in the middle of their conversation, they'll realize that I'm there. <laughs> then they'll switch to English. Oh, yeah. Okay. But they, they won't catch me up on what <laughs> the conversation was. <laughs> so then I just have to, like, jump in. But, like, they, Put the these, pieces together. Like, yeah, like, these moments where, like, I see there, there, there's, there is this effort. It kind of, it doesn't, guilt is not the word that I would like to use, but I feel the appreciation, I feel the effort on their part. And I sure. think, okay, well, if they're going to meet me halfway, I mean, I think I can at least meet them the same, you know? Yeah, th that's super motivating. When you, when you see a group of people that you don't know all speaking English because you're the only one there, you're like, well, what am I What am I doing here that I'm in your country? Maybe I should, you know, get on this yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, but I know what you mean. You, you feel the love that five, 10 people have changed to their secondary language just for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it just uh, super nice, super courteous of somebody to do. But yeah, you, the whole time you're like, Ugh, damn it. Like you, you don't like it. I mean, you're, 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 it's this thing where you're super happy because they, thank God I know what's happening now, but deep down you're like, ah, but they're doing it just for me. And this, yes, exactly. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're happy like, you're involved, but you're I'm like, not. Damn, they only did it just yeah. for me. And I'm like, and like sometimes the conversation doesn't even apply to me. So I'm just like, I was already <laughs> not paying attention. Fair. <laughs> but, it but even though it doesn't apply, it just feels good. You know what's happening. You know what I mean? It does. Yeah. Yes. So we spent a lot of time on this show talking about kind of Jay's initial shocks and culture shocks and things that surprised him and frustrated him we actually started this podcast before he moved here so we documented the whole process that's super cool when you guys think back to like when you first moved here 10 years ago like do you remember what your culture shocks were and which of them carry on to this day and maybe is are there things that still bother you about germany or things that you've really come to love that are different Ooh, there's a lot. I, I mean, <laughs> the one that's the one that stands out is um, uh, how do you say this in a nice way? Uh, uh, you'll encounter a lot of Germans that I mean, it, in general, okay, in general, G Germans like to, you know, they like their privacy. You know, don't bother me, kind of mentality. But if a German feels like you're doing something wrong, they have no problem going up to a complete stranger and telling you that you're breaking the rule or that you're on the wrong side of the line or like Germans love to tell you that you're doing something wrong. Oh yeah. And, and, 
and this you encounter it, it, the first year I lived here and the twelfth year I lived here. You see it all the time. Like I, the other day, I was at a train station. There's this woman with her child, and a German from across the train tracks on the other side started yelling at her because. Oh, your child's too close to the edge of the tracks, even though they were like a meter away. But but that's just a good example of of Germans just love to get into other people's business when they feel like a rule is being broken. You know, I mean, yeah, I agree. But to be to be fair, after like ten years now, uh, I have like a um, what is it like a zebra stripe um, what's it called? Uh, yeah, one of the crosswalks with the stripes though. So there's no, there's no light in front of my apartment. So I always just walk. Like I'm not looking both ways. This is my space to walk. The car's got to you know slow down for me man you're a kindergarten teacher look both ways Come in on. switzerland you can pull that off in germany in berlin yeah. i wouldn't be so but i'm, I'm doing i know the i know the rules and so when i see a car <laughs> if, going if through, i, I I'm, die it's their fault it's their no fault <laughs> so when i see a car go by me you know i'm always i'm i'm kind of getting a little a little german germany uh i'm going i'm yelling at the, i'm yelling at the car they can't hear me but you know I'm like, hey, what are you doing over here he has his best life and <laughs> or when people are like riding their bike on the sidewalk, you know, I'm getting a little mad now. I didn't care before, but now I care. It's <laughs> clearly like my my heart's turning a little schwarzrotzger. <laughs> oh, gold, sorry, gold. Gold, yeah. <laughs> I think a, a big one, I know, I, th- I think we've talked about a million times on our podcast, was just like the, the grocery store culture here. Oh, yeah. And was, there's, like, yeah. I feel like I could talk for three hours about the grocery store culture because it is wildly, wildly different. Yeah, uh, in in terms of like the discounters, the expensive ones, the size of them, the choice they have, the weird meats they have, the speed that they the make you go out. They have. Uh, now I'm all about it. I'm so into it now. I don't when I go to the states now and like the gro- like they're they're chatting up at the grocery store. I'm like, no, 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 suck, suck. I got yeah. places to go. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk to anyone. Come on, let's just go. I don't want to talk about my Oreos. I want to move on with my life and get out of this yeah. place because <laughs> I, I hate the grocery store. I always hate shopping, so I want to get in and out as quick as possible. And Germany's like. I feel like they understand that. No one wants to be here. We're here just to feed ourselves so we can survive. And let's get in and out. Let's get quick. Unless I can't find something. If I can't find something, I still kind of, I still get frustrated that I feel like if I ask for help, I'm the, I don't know if you guys are swearing your podcast, but I'm the asshole when I ask for help as the customer. Because totally. you're slowing down the line. Yeah. Or like even someone, you know, they're, they're stocking shelves. I'm like, hi, insurigong, insurigong, has to peanut butter. And then they're like, yeah, you can vote it's, it's over there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, cool, yeah. thanks. Thank I'll 26, probably. Good luck. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll just go fuck myself over here. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm, it's very privileged, of course, but I transitioned completely to just ordering groceries online. I mean, oh, yeah, really, that's fair. It's the best of all the worlds. It's just someone comes, <laughs> gives you your Easy. stuff, and good adults. That's great. I, but you get the experience of Frau Neto, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there anything? So we talked about trying to adapt to the German culture, but there's is there anything still American that you still do? And some that you're kind of proud that you still do? I mean, there absolutely is. Uh, I'd have to, uh, I can't think of one at the top of I my mean, head. I'm very unapologetically, like, I like foosball. It's cool. It's fun. But I'm still <laughs> a very hard NFL fan. And, okay, uh, yes. <laughs> and everyone knows that about, about me. Uh, where a lot of Germans do get annoyed by it, but hey, man, it's the best sport in the world, so I'm not going to, you know. <laughs> How does that work? Do you stream it over the internet? or? Yeah, with uh, NFL Game Pass. Uh, yeah. I've I, 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 I missed a Patriots game in like 15 years. I'm a Patriots fan. Oh, yeah. 
Why? What, what, what are you? I'm from Texas, so there's only two teams I can really root for. It's not the Cowboys, is it? No. The Texans? Yeah. All right. Even though, I mean, the, the Cowboys technically do better than the Texans. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but the I'm Texans a are a little Houstonian. more, a little more sympathetic, you know, there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check out the uh, ELF, the European League of Football. I have season tickets they have to a U- Thunder. European League? Yeah. ELF, European League of Football. Berlin has a team they play uh, in Amalapak. And I've seen some tickets. Yeah, it's really fun. Oh, huh. Just so you know. (laughs) Well, speaking of practical tips, what what tips do you have for anyone, especially American, but maybe Canadians and or other people moving to Berlin? Like, what are your top tips of things that you should think of when you come here? I think our number one, we always say is if you're moving here, especially if you're younger, um, like in your 20s, maybe early 30s, whatever, uh, if you're going to move here and you don't really know anyone, get a flat share, get a vegay, meet some mm-hmm. people, learn, yeah. learn what it's like to live in a city with someone who's been there. So I think if you get your own apartment, one, it's going to be near impossible. But if you, if you do, I think you're going to be very lonely and, um, Berlin can be unforgiving. I think, especially in the first, in the first year or so, uh, it, it, it's really hard to meet people to integrate. And I think if you have a vegay or a flat share, uh, at, at least gives you one step in the door of meeting their friends or them helping you around the streets around the area or whatever. I think that's the number one thing I would say is don't get apart by yourself. Live with someone, even if you're not the type of person, it's it's super helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. And what goes along with that also is force yourself to get out there and out of your comfort zone. Because I know what a lot of people do is they move abroad. And of course, you don't know the language, you don't know anybody. It's easy to kind of go into a small depression and lock yourself away in your room, you know, whereas you, you really, those first few weeks, like, you know, go to uh, meetup.com and go to a meetup yeah. or go on a Facebook group. And, um, you know, I, I did it a few times, you know, just, Hey, does anybody want to go play ping pong outside? You know, and you just meet up with some random people and like really force yourself to get out there because the, the longer you go without any kind of, of a support group, like a friends, all you're going to be doing is just thinking about, what you've left behind back at home. And I've seen it a million times. People after four or five months, they move back because they just get so lonely and depressed because they're in this like limbo state where they left their lives at home, but they haven't started to create a new one here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just I, like, I've had so many friends my first few years here that are all, all of them are now gone yeah. because Berlin is a place people do come and go. Uh, unfortunately, that's not really a tip. It's just a, something I'm saying. <laughs> no, I know. It's, it, <laughs> But it's a thing, yeah. I also think another one is learn German as soon as you can. If you want to move next year, learn German now. So when you come here a year from now, you're at least like an A2, B1 level. Because like I said before, learning language opens up just so many more opportunities and meeting people. Mm -hmm. And Jay, how's your German, by the way? (laughs) I I see you look, as I'm saying this, I see you kind of moving away. Your body language is getting a little uncomfortable. Um. Meine Deutsch ist nicht gut. <laughs> We're still learning. That's good. But that's, that's okay. That's phrase. That's I'm okay. still learning. It's good. Because no, it, it, it is so easy to tell somebody learn German because learning any language is freaking difficult. It's hard. It takes, it takes, yes. it's, it's not a one day a month thing that you sit down and, and no. study, study some flashcards and suddenly, you know, like it's a continual process. And it, it took me, um, years to get where I am. Oh know? yeah, like it wasn't just taking a few courses and then oh I'm there. You know, it was like I didn't pass my B two test until I think my seventh or eighth year here. So I was really slow. So don't feel bad. 
if it's going slow. Learning a language is hard. And I'm still Berlin not great. Berlin is kind of the worst city, you know, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Try and learn yeah. German. I think if we moved to like Munich, like Frankfurt or something like that, our German would be great in like or six just months. Just a village. Yeah. Or a village. Or, yeah. yeah if, you move to, if you move somewhere where they don't speak any English, you will learn German in a hot minute, man. Yeah. Because you yes. can't talk to anybody. But every time here you speak German, all the Germans respond to you in English because they want to practice their English. I'm trying to practice my German and no one's learning anything. <laughs> yeah. Or even just because we're, we're, uh, not very patient, you know. Even yes. with with our company, for example, you know, we're we're a mix of different nationalities, and even though almost everybody essentially understands German and f- speaks very well, we often just default to English because it's just quicker, easier. faster, easier. We don't even think about it, and yeah, it's. I think it's a big challenge. I think something that else that helps is also figuring out your door into learning German, mm-hmm. um, like figuring out what inspires you or what kicks you, like whether this is a relationship, whether this is a person. For me, actually, I realized that music is mine. Like, I actually found a few artists that I like that are German artists. That's um, what I that actually there you go, yeah. To, to like actually like know their songs, you know, um, and that like is like actually okay. Now I'm like more inspired. For sure, because then you also want to understand that music listening to. For me, a lot of like Peter Fox, like Materia, like a lot of yeah, German hip hop yeah. helped me out a lot because oh, German hip hop is yeah. really good. Uh, but I know what they were saying. And then once your German gets better, you're like, oh, wow, I'm getting this song now. And the song is a whole new meaning because it has that kind of emotional space where you don't understand what they're saying. But now it's more of like the analytical space. You know what they're saying now. And that song has a whole new meaning, which I think is really cool. It's funny, this is the exact experience that I had when I was 17 and I spent a year as an exchange student in California. I came there, obviously, with good English. At that mm-hmm. point, I had right. had English classes for six years or something. Yeah. So it's not like I was new to the language. But I remember like four, five, six months into my year there, I was listening to Eminem. And all of a sudden, I realized that I understood all the words. That's like, cool. Even yeah, when he was wow. singing very fast, yeah. before that just sounded like gibberish, like it's too fast for me to grasp. Mm-hmm. And many words I just don't know. And then at some point in that year, I was just like, holy shit, I can listen <laughs> and I understand what he's saying. And it's such a cool experience when you, when you listen to a song. Yeah. It's a great way to like learn also like slang and colloquialism as well. Because obviously okay. you're not going to learn you know, English listening to Eminem, but you yeah. learn things that people might say on, you know, on a random conversation. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Yes. Do y'all go back to the States often or like plan to or yeah. Yeah. It's complicated. I try, I try to go at least once every like year and a half. I'm year going in half. It seems like a weird. Well, cause I don't, I don't go yearly. I don't go every two years. So it kind of like average out to like a year and a half, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I go once a year. I go every year for Christmas. So that's my, Ah, okay. My one time, I mean, you know, if there's a wedding or something, but you know, it's not the, I mean, you know, I'm from California, so it's, you know, it's 15 hours flights, you know, like mm-hmm. you've got a f- two hours to London and then another 12 hours and the wait. And so it's a, it's a long flight, but also it's not, you know, it's not cheap. Like, no. Nope. so I, if I could afford it, I would think I would go more often. Um, I, I would like to, I, I've always said, I wish if Cal, I would love if California border germany my life would be so much easier i mean yeah <laughs> uh, because but i think i think it's also like you know i have, I have 30 vacation days and i want to use some of those i want to use a lot of them to like vacation and explore and travel 
And if I'm using half of those to go to the States every year, which sounds really shitty to my mom and dad, which yeah, I feel your, bad your about. Your mom that's listening right now. Uh, but I want to travel. I'm in Europe for a reason, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm like, I only have so much money and so much time. Exactly. And, like, and also, like, for me, I do want to go back to the States. But to be fair, and I love my family, I don't want to go back to Texas. Like, I still have, I, I've, I've never been to New York. Um, I went to school in LA, so I want to go visit my friends back there. Yeah. I want to do, like, a lot of different things. So it's like, if I have this time in America, I don't know if I'll go back home. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I'm from Rhode Island. I've seen, like, New England, Miami, and, like, L.A. once. But I don't even travel. Mm-hmm. To, I, I didn't travel before I moved here. So when I go to the States, I'm like, I want to see New Orleans. You know, I want to go to, I want to see all these yeah. cool places. Yeah. But I can't. I have to go to Rhode Island. I have to see my family. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go say hi. <laughs> like, I, I have to. I come from a really small Jewish family. So, like, I have to hang out with my family. Yes. And I, I remember, I hope it's okay I'm sharing this, but you had a Thanksgiving party here yes. with a bunch of Americans. Do you guys do that? Do you have like an American yeah. Yes. Yeah. clique of friends here? I wouldn't say it's like specifically an American clique of friends, but we have, I mean, we only have like, I have like three or four, how many American friends? I, don't, yeah, I have like three I, I or four American friends. I don't like, know that many Americans to be honest, but like, like yeah, we have a group, we have a group of <laughs> yeah. friends that, you know, with uh, people from Turkey, people from Germany, uh, like States. from the States, you know, so like, it's it's a not necessarily Americans, but usually at least one of us will host a Thanksgiving yeah. thing every year uh, because also they find it exciting because they've never been to an American Thanksgiving. You know, they've never had a full on turkey or mashed potatoes or all that kind of stuff. So um, exactly. But my my tradition is because it's hard to find a turkey here and I can't cook because on a Thursday I, I gotta work. Is I always go to the uh, the dinner place and get a bunch of uh, henchen <laughs> on the spice. So I get like seven or eight henchen, and that's our. That's our turkey for the day. So everyone, everyone brings, you know, their their side dishes. And I just yes. get a bunch of bunch of chickens from the from the dinner line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That, and uh, it's so good. That leads me to my next question: Is how do you interact with other Americans? Because as you say, like I only have like two American friends, and whenever I remember, I went to this club once and I saw two Americans, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, we're American!" They were like, "Shh." <laughs> don't say that so loud I'm like oh sorry that's amazing <laughs> I'll never forget that it's like every time I see their American they kind of just like turn their head away from me. <laughs> yeah I, I kind of had a thing when I first got here where I think subconsciously I was avoiding other Americans because I didn't want to be one of those people that moves abroad and then just befriends a bunch of people he could have met back home you know yeah, like yeah. and so I kind of I didn't want that to happen so I was kind of not actively, but I think looking back on it, I kind of subconsciously was like staying away for unless less the person I really had like a really big connection with them. And then I would, you know, because I didn't want to be that person that moves abroad and then just hangs out with a bunch of Americans. Yeah, but, for uh, sure. But now I don't exactly. care. Like if you're a cool person, I don't care where you're from, you know? Yeah. For, for me, it's kind of twofold. So one, if I meet American, I'm like, okay, cool. You're American and we'll everything in common. If yeah, then we'll talk about that, whatever. But then there are other times where, you know, I'm at like, a restaurant or a bar and I hear like some Americans and I'm like, oh, they're so loud. Yes. So <laughs> like, loud oh, so, American. these, these Americans like, over here, they're so obnoxious. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Sitting in my ivory tower. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm becoming such like a, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a dickhead move, but just, I don't know why. It's it's uh, maybe because I'm trying to be like, trying to be more, you know, European and, you know, <laughs> trying to put... Yeah. But it's so different that when you've lived in a place for a long time and then you see tourists from yeah. your own. I've, mm-hmm. I've had that same experience living in different places in Poland and Mexico. When you see tourists, you feel so 
like we even have a word for that fremdschimmen when you're embarrassed yeah. on behalf of other people like i think that's a very <laughs> common experience because you live here you know mm-hmm. how to adjust and, adjust be, and yes. be yeah but these tourists are still know. themselves yeah. yes but even my, now when i'm traveling outside of germany and i see german tourists i'm like oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're like oh my you're god. getting the best of both worlds <laughs> i know so I'm like i'm not american oh i'm not german <laughs> <laughs> and i'm curious you've lived here through kind of the obama years the trump years now the biden years and there's always this this talk of like anti-americanism in germany mm. i mean maybe in berlin it's not such a topic but i wonder yeah. like have you felt that the perception of america and americans has changed through these years Ooh. i mean i hope so but you yeah, mean me for too. the better or for the worse i hope for so for the better i mean i mean i think it was it was definitely worse the first few years i lived here and the first few years i was traveling here i mean i i I've heard it. These are real things that were said to me. I've had people say, oh, you're smart for an American or right. you're yes. this or that. Yeah. And it's like this backwards compliment where you're like, hmm, thanks. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know what I, how I like that. I um, but yeah, I, I think it was, uh, I think it used to be worse. But um, yeah, I think during the Obama years, it got better because they're like, oh, okay, you're not. Yeah, for me, I don't know. Like for me, it was more yeah. Just d- during like the 2016, 2017, every conversation. Oh, you're American. Oh, what about that Trump guy? I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. Do we have to do this every single time? Like, obviously, I'm living in Europe. I'm not a Trump guy. Like, why would I be? That's a ridiculous question. But they still want to ask you. <laughs> they still ask you that. And like, I, I get the interest because it is like from my sociological standpoint, like incredible that that even happened. You know what I mean? Uh Um, So from a general interest standpoint, like I'm open to questions, but it becomes just like herder, you guys are idiots. Like, I know we're idiots. Let's please move on from this. And let's talk about actually like, I mean, I think it's when people talk about like the politics, it's kind of annoying, but every time I talk to Europeans, always like Americans are always super nice and super friendly and super open. So I think Mm -hmm. there's always that sentiment there, which I really, really do like, because I think, I think you can get jaded living in Europe for a while and thinking, yeah, Americans yeah. are obnoxious. But then you do remember like, wait, actually a lot of Americans are really nice decent, and open people, and yeah. decent. Uh, it's just our politics are just wacko, you know, reality TV show stuff. <laughs> but I get a lot of people also asking if I'm a cowboy. I hear that a lot just because you say oh, you're American. Cool. And they're like, oh, you a cowboy? It's like, no, sorry. I've never ridden a horse. Imagine being from Texas. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's true. <laughs> 100% people are asking you that. Well, at, le- at least you're recognizable. Texas, California. When I say I'm from Rhode Island, it's always like, oh, Long Island, New York. No, it's not. Oh, okay. Definitely not New York. <laughs> so it's just it's always at least a three to four minute conversation about where I'm from. So that's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> Until they lose interest and they're like, okay, what? They lose interest, but I'm very, you know, I'm not from New York and stop saying that. <laughs> But I just say Boston. Boston's better. It's so funny. It's so funny to me because you're making many of the same experiences that I had as an exchange student in the US where, you know, it's always kind of the same questions over and over. And Oh, I can't even imagine. What did you get asked? Well, the 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 one of the main things, I mean, it was a high school year, obviously. So there was a lot of like high school topics. But the big one was that, I mean, I was there when I was 17. And at that point... I could legally drink beer in Germany, oh. but not in the US, of course. Oh, no. That just blew people's minds. Yeah. And they're like, so the soda uh, machines in your high school, <laughs> do they have beer? <laughs> no, they don't. But actually, it's not that stupid of a question because we did have beer with our teachers when we went 
on like a skiing trip. So it's True. not like, I mean, there was some alcohol in the co- broader context of school, but not like during class. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a 17 year old in high school, that is absolutely, I remember we had a German exchange student and my buddy had one. And the first thing I was asked was the same exact thing. You're 17, you're in high school. Can you drink legally? <laughs> <laughs> this is so important to me. I need to know. <laughs> but didn't, didn't that bother you though? Because you get used to that culture, then you're in the US and you can't really party. You can't really go to bars. Oh, I partied. Uh, oh, no, 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 I know. But you, you can't just do it like openly. Yeah, but, like, go but to you a get bar. to experience like that American pie the house party, party, you yeah, know? Totally. No, and everything. I mean, that whole year in the States um, was just such, it was like a movie, honestly. And it's, I, I went to the US because I had read a book that was literally called. A high school year in the U.S. or something like that. Oh, it was okay. literally just someone who had <laughs> done on it the nose. And had written down all their experiences, <laughs> like wrote down about kind of I don't know the the what, what's that class that they have where they're basically practicing for the military. I forgot the name. Oh, um, ROTC. Yeah, that Ooh, and that know, was just I, like I, what they have like a military thing in high school. I did not know that until just this moment. Yeah. That's brand new to me. I, I went to a I went to a Quaker school, so we were very anti-war military. <laughs> no, even in California, they had that, and they were like yeah, waving RTC, around yeah. these essentially wooden fake guns, but they yeah. were like practicing what? swirling them around and stuff. And I read that book, and I was like, I have to go see this for myself. I was just like, I was like, this sounds so incredible. I want to go and see it. I'm interested and, now, <laughs> but, but also because, as you mentioned, we're we're raised on American movies and everything, and it's just like I want to. Like it felt magical in a way, and uh, and so yeah, I really wanted to experience it, and I was very closed-minded to going to other countries. Like normally, the idea with a good exchange program, like I did, I did not get to pick a country. I got I got to list like five countries Uh, in the order of importance, and then they would assign me wherever. But I was like, I'm going to the U.S. or I'm not going. I really (laughs) wanted that specific experience. It's great you got California because I met a few people who didn't exchange. I want to go to states. They went to like North Dakota or Connecticut. Connecticut. Also, it can be such a great experience. Still, it's just because it's so otherworldly, right? It's so different, especially at that time. It was there was no Facebook yet. I basically cut off contact with Germany for the entire year. True. Yeah. Completely. And I, my host family was very religious and Christian, and it was just a completely different world. And I loved every part of it. I was just like, okay, this is a mega church, crazy, <laughs> never seen that before. Just like all these things. Well, it was it's so cool. It. Yeah. Uh, were you excited about having a locker? Because I heard a lot of Germans like, I had a, a locker like in the movies. I didn't have a locker. I didn't oh, have no. a locker. There, were, there were lockers, and I do ha- remember them because someone gave me a uh, like a love note there once. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was very cute. But I did not have a lock- locker myself. I don't know. Oh, I don't man. think we had enough for every everybody. It was a giant. That the, the school had like four thousand students, and there were like five principals, and they were driving what? around in golf carts. Which, which city were you was in? So different. Yeah, what city? Salinas, California. Lots of gangs. Uh, Salinas, there. of course. Yeah, yeah. That's not far from. Yeah. where I was in Santa Cruz, so you know. Yeah. Mount- yeah, like uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I went 40, forty minutes away, probably. Yeah. You big yeah. state people, totally different world. Man. <laughs> 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 no, but, but like that's like where, where I was. My high school, there was two hundred kids in my class, so like not okay. not four thousand. So I, 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 these kind of big like L.A. schools, I, I've I don't know how that goes. Yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. like ninety five kids in my class. Okay, even smaller. I, oh yeah, oh, nice. Wow, wow. 
Yeah. Small state. Anyway, we're running out of time. I want to hear a little bit about kind of your journey with the podcast and now YouTube. You you did a podcast for three years, um, yep. and I think you had quite the following and a, a big fan base. And I heard in your final episode that it just felt like it's the right time to kind of do something new. But you're not stopping this uh the speed right, right. you want to stop this train talk man. about <laughs> you can't stop the train but uh, We're like the ring bond man we keep going <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing like so my question is to me because i also do a podcast and, or several podcasts and youtube and youtube just seems like it's a lot more work than doing yes. a podcast so it's, when someone like is burnt out they usually don't go to youtube afterwards so well it's kind of a weird thing i think the work is more but the content work is way easier doing a 10 to 15 minute video versus an hour-long podcast is easier in terms of like we can you know do be very scrape the surface say little things like this but what i miss about the podcast was being able to really deep dive and just kind of you know mm -hmm. bullshit back and forth with each other forever long we want to we're trying to keep the youtube videos like 10 15 minutes at most because we'd also don't want to have a podcast on YouTube because we, we did that before. Um, and it wasn't, I don't think it was much of a burnout. I think it was just after 142 episodes. 47. 147 episodes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, there's only so much more we could talk about that we were excited to talk about, you know? Mm -hmm. And we said we were always going to stop when we weren't having fun anymore. And I think I got to the point where we sat down. All right, what are we going to record for the next six, seven episodes? And we're just getting frustrated. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea anymore. It's getting, you know, we can do another German shuffle, you know, but yeah. we, we, th th those deep dives that we, that we did earlier were just kind of gone. And it just wasn't, th the magic, the spark just wasn't there, I yeah, guess. Like the fun, like I would until a day I die meet up every Wednesday with Alex yeah. and talk crap about uh, whatever, because like we, we, every Wednesday we still had an amazing time just Uh, shooting the shit um but yeah it was it was just thinking of the content like i mean uh, i'll be honest after 10 episodes we thought we were done we turned ourselves we're like we, we've done it all right there's what else can we talk about and then after 50 episodes say it was like every 10 episodes we had the same conversation like there's no more right um because in the beginning it's easier it's easier because you have these broad strokes okay whole episode about german food about this about that but then you do all the broad strokes okay now we got to get more specific more specific um And then, yeah, the, the more work it took for us to come up with topics and ideas, the more work in general this became for us. And, right. and for and for us, again, this is it was a nonprofit podcast the entire time. It was it's something we did in our in our spare time. So the more, so we always said like the fun to work ratio had to be a certain you know way. And once it, it started tipping the other way, we realized maybe we've kind of. Yeah, I've done everything that we can. Exactly, exactly. And we got to the point where we weren't, you know, before we didn't really script much at all. We'd have bullet points and kind of just talk about that. But we never scripted anything. We never like, scripted anything. Yeah. And then we got to the point where we said, let's just talk about this topic and just like free ball it and see what happens. And we had a lot of fun doing that. So cool, that, that's kind of our new thing. Let's pick like one like random thing and kind of see where it's going to take us. So that was pretty fun for a bit. But then even coming up with the idea of just one thing to talk about was, was getting, you know, difficult But we said we still want to keep making content. We enjoy the content. We enjoy doing things like this right now, like this interview yeah. or this conversation. It's not even an interview. It's a conversation. We've met amazing people from all around the world in these past three years, which we had no idea we would do. That was not even on like the horizons at all. No. 
So we're like, we have to keep this going. We're super enjoying it, but let's try to shift it a bit and start something new and fresh. And we thought, let's let's try YouTube, you know, and uh, we can do the kind of similar topics that we talked about before, but a little smaller and more like bite-sized pieces, but on video, which of course is a totally different game, you know, with lights and a set and like, that yeah. was fun, yeah. but... Uh, it, it is a lot more, more work. It's a lot of work. In terms of production, but yeah. but like we... Again, it was something new. It was it was a new creative challenge, you know, not just audio. So right now, okay, like what, yeah, like what 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 does a what does a video from us feel like? What should it look like? Um, and that was fun for us for a new challenge. And as terms of topics, it was a lot easier. So, um, but but so we could focus more on the creative side of things, right? Um, and then trying to keep that kind of like podcast vibe that we had on YouTube. A lot of feedback we got. People said, "I feel like I'm hanging out with you at a bar." So like, great, let's yep. make a set that looks like a bar and yeah, let's try yeah. to keep that conversational aspect going. But now we have a camera there where that camera could be the third person that we're hanging out with. So that was kind of the idea behind it, whether it translates or not, I have no idea. It's still very new and yeah. still a bit awkward being, being, you know, in front of the camera and trying, yeah. to, trying to shut ourselves up. So we don't, we're not talking for an hour like we're used to. So it's, it's a learning experience, but it's fun. It's new again and, and I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I got to say right now, with the headphones back on, my podcast mic. Yeah, it feels good. I feel like I'm, I feel like right I'm, I'm cozy at home. at home right yeah. now. You know, yeah. I'm under my blanket of coziness. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you should le- keep the feet alive and just whenever you feel like ah, this topic deserves an hour long conversation, you know, just that's the plan. We'll, we'll all stay subscribed, you know. <laughs> Thank you. That's the good <laughs> thing about podcasts. Like you're not relying on on the algorithm reminding you. We'll just be subscribed, and if there's yeah. a new episode, we'll see it. That's the thing we said, we'll keep it alive. If there's ever, you know, like you said, if there's any moment where we say, you know what, let's, let's put those headphones back on and record something, then we'll do it again. You know, it's, it's not, we're not dead and done forever. It's just, uh, we're, you know, we're trying something new and shifted the focus. Hopefully it works. You know, hopefully people like it and enjoy it. And if not, we're still having fun doing it. So we'll always keep doing it anyways. It's, it's, It's still early days. So yeah, we're still figuring out the videos and how you want them to be, but we're having fun doing it. It's so. fun. Yeah. It is a good time. But like I said, the, the podcast is like the, that's the home base. It's the warm blanket. It's cozy. Because when we record yeah. a podcast, you know, like we're, we're in my bedroom, you know, that the lights are turned. It's kind of romantic. It's you know, like, sexy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like romantic lighting and, and it's just us. You know, these big lights everywhere and it's, it's, it's a lot, you know? Yeah. And like, uh, even just being in front of it, like we're these classic people that, you put a camera in front of us and we're like, what should we do with our arms? What should we're, mm-hmm. is, this, is, this, is, this, is this how I stand normally? Is this normal? Yeah. Like, like re- really the first few episodes, we were awkward freaks. Oh, and it, it took us time to like, okay, just calm down. Just be yourself. You what know? is the same with the podcast? Our first few podcast episodes were, yeah. in my opinion, just trash. Yeah. And then we, you know, we grew with it. So hopefully we'll, we'll continue growing and, uh, and something fun making content. Making content's fun. You know, at the end of the day, it's just, it's a good time. You guys know you've been doing, you know, you're doing it and, it's a good time. And I do like this setup too. Like I I think yeah. I I get the perspective and sitting at the bar with y'all. And yeah, I love it. I think it's very good. Oh, thanks so much. That, that's, yeah. this, this guy's the woodworker here. He did he did everything. Oh, uh, for people listening. Um, <laughs> check, this, check out the YouTube channel. Yeah, check YouTube check channel. out the YouTube channel. <laughs> Jeff and Alex, Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. We'll put all the links in the show notes. Uh, it's a gdw americans yes. in germany drinking whiskey channel.com but we'll put all of that in the show notes thank you thank you so much for coming we should we should hang out in an actual bar at some I'm point i'm totally down yeah, yeah. Let's hit do us it. up let's, let's yeah. hang out you guys you guys are pretty cool dudes yeah th- thanks so much <laughs> thanks for thanks joining so much us for inviting us <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks a lot this, this was super fun like i said doing the podcasting again right now is uh 
I missed it. I missed it. It was nice. Yeah. So call yeah. us anytime you want. It feels good. It feels good, yeah. <laughs>